the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm still going strong for Pete here until the top of the hour. Then I'll be replaced by me for the last hour. Uh, That's 9 to 10. Then Charlie Kirk, we go live and local with Stefan from 3 to 7. He's been killing it too. Uh, Man, I listened last night, and he had a ton of sound from the Katanji Brown-Jackson confirmation hearing there for U.S. Senate. I I think it's undeniable she's going to be confirmed as a justice I think it should give us a little bit of pause, though, the fact that uh, earlier this week, Justice Clarence Thomas, the oldest member of the Supreme Court, was in the hospital with an infection. Now, it looks like it's probably going to be nothing, 
But I think I speak for every American. When, <laughs> that's not true. But I think I speak for everyone at 710 KNUS when I shudder at the idea of Joe Biden having yet a second Supreme Court person to put on the bench there. But right now we're dealing with Katanji Brown-Jackson. And yesterday was when the question started. You remember the day before that, it was all speechifying and all that stuff. Yesterday were questions from the senators. And Senator Marsha Blackburn, who I believe hails from Tennessee and hates brushes, uh, she was able to ask a question of the the nominee that, I'll be honest with you, if you haven't heard this clip, you got to listen to it. It's a little wacky in a response from a human being, let alone someone who's about to take a lifetime position on the highest court in the land. Billy. Uh, if I had the sound queued up of the pulling the arm across the record player, I would have done it right after, um, I can't answer that. I'm not a biologist. That's a Supreme court justice in the making. I mean, we are days away in my opinion from her becoming a member of the Supreme court. And she refuses to say what her definition of a woman is. And I think what she's really saying there is, a woman and a man, a male and a female, is not a matter of fact. It is a matter of law. And so what she's trying to say is in that last bit about the whole controversy thing, and, and you know, I, I'm a judge, I sit there, and in matters of controversy, we interpret. Where, there is no common sense, common understanding of the words male and female, man and woman, because a woman is whatever the law says a woman is. Now, yes, I get many of you right now are thinking the same thing I am, which is whatever happened to believe the science, <laughs> whatever, whatever happened to we just need to follow the science because the science says we know what a woman is and we know what a man is and a male and a female. But we are now in a universe very Orwellian universe where we can just redefine terms to be what we want them to be. And so you can hear that reluctance, that hesitation in her voice, and it should be horrifying. It should be horrifying that a person about to take the Supreme Court bench here as a lifetime tenured justice who will be ruling on cases where this may actually be an issue 
cannot use a common sense, scientifically based answer to what a woman is because she's not a biologist. My 12 year old knows what a boy and a girl and a man and a woman are and why. But not someone who's a 50 ish year old Supreme Court nominee. That is redunculous. And that's not even to get onto some of the answers that came out and some of the things that she did in terms of giving lighter sentences to child pornographers because it's so much more prevalent on the Internet. You know, it's not as big a deal to get it over the Internet as it is to get it in the mail. Apparently, I swear to you, that was one of her answers Um, backed up, by the way, by some other Democrat senators. But it feeds nicely into an op ed piece that I teased in the six o'clock hour that I want to get to. And I want to get your Thoughts on this at 303-696-1971. I'll give you the specific question in a minute. There is an op-ed piece that was put up on the NBC website, and you can find this, and it's called Leah Thomas NCAA Championship Performance Gives Women's Sports a Crucial Opportunity, and it is penned by a woman named Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L, last name. I'm not making this up, and I hope I'm not mispronouncing it. Maybe there's a French version of it. I swear to God, her last name is C-O-O-K-Y. I read that as kooky. Now, I again, I, not an April Fool's joke because we're not at April 1st. Not an April Fool's. Cheryl Kooky wrote this thing. My guess is with a last name like Kooky, either she or her husband had to be one of the toughest kids in school, right? Because you you would get crushed with that. Uh, and I say husband like she subscribes to that uh, that idea of marriage between man and a woman. I don't know that the answer to that. But here's what she is. She is an American studies and women's gender and sexuality studies professor at Purdue University, the Boilermakers. And she penned this piece where she likens Leah Thomas, who is the University of Pennsylvania transgender woman NCAA Division one 500 meter champion this year from just a couple weekends ago likens her to Jackie Robinson. That's right, to Jackie Robinson. And this, and, and I, I commend you to go read it. Don't just take my interpretation or my selected readings out of it. But this is what she says at one point. I've highlighted a couple things here. For anyone who cares about the advancement of sports and women's sports in particular, her, that's Leah Thomas, win should be celebrated. She should be embraced in the history of progress that sports represent and recognized as the trailblazer that she is. Now, there's more, and I'll read to you some more of this stuff. Now, I've asked Billy to reach out, and he has, to Professor, if it's not kooky, I swear to you, if there's some other pronunciation, if there's some French pronunciation of it that makes it like or something, uh, I will apologize tomorrow, but we'd love to get her on air. I imagine a lot of other folks do, too, to answer questions about this. Here's my distillation of this entire piece, and I'll read you some other passages from it, is that she is advocating for full integration of all sports, like eradicating differences between men and women's leagues, and that it should just all be one co-ed league. And when you liken Leah Thomas to Jackie Robinson, that is what you are doing. By the way, you should watch 42. Uh, it's, a, it's a great movie. My kids love it. It's on Disney Plus, I think. You should watch that movie. But um, it, it likens it to that. Because remember, there were black leagues and there were white dude leagues. And that's what it, and they integrated them. 
And in essence, it led to the demise, not instantly, but led to the demise of the Negro Leagues and ended up just going with what we have now, which is Major League Baseball. That, to me, seems like what Kuki is advocating for. And one of the interesting things that she says, and she goes through a great description of how the NCAA got to where it is right now. And so its policy, the NCAA's policy is that um, uh, trans female student athletes can compete on a woman's team if that trans female student had been treated with testosterone suppression medication for at least one year. Now, that is contrary to USA Swimming's policy. USA Swimming's policy, which the NCAA rejected, uh, was that they had to have that testosterone suppression for 36 months. And so I didn't know that. I appreciate that description and that and those facts and stuff. But then she goes on to say that it doesn't matter. She says, those who oppose the inclusion of trans women in women's sports argue that trans women have an unfair competitive advantage. Uh, yeah. And that as a result, they will take away opportunities from cisgender athletes. Cisgender apparently is the term for uh, this is how God made me. You know, this is how I was born. According to the NCAA, these assumptions are not well-founded. Moreover, there is a lack of scientific evidence that conclusively demonstrates a direct link between testosterone and athletic performance. Folks, I don't know what studies are out there, but that seems to be advocating for the irrelevance of testosterone suppressing anything for any period of time. Whether it's 36 months or 12 months, if testosterone doesn't enhance your performance, we shouldn't require it at all. In fact, all we should require is that Leah Thomas, whatever name he or she chooses to be called by, just simply opt in to competing in women's sports and just simply announce, I want to compete in women's sports. And you can see where this is going. This is going to eradicating men and women's sports. And the rest of her article talks about, well, there's disparities in pay and there's disparities in all this. And when you liken it to Jackie Robinson and the integration of blacks and whites and everybody else into Major League Baseball, that's what you're saying. Do away with men's and women's sports. Should we? Is that the right way to go with this, to, to order to get to some sort of equality or that other bastardized word for the, for the day, equity? is to do away with those distinctions, give everybody a shot to compete against one another regardless of, of gender or any other physiological differences that might speak to that or genders now that there's more than two. 303-696-1971, should this be the end of gender-based divisions, gender-based competition? And I'll tell you where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter right now in 10, 11, and 12-year-old wrestling. And I know that because I just saw it, but you can see it at age 12 starting to make a difference. I went to the uh, state championships for, for wrestling because my son was competing in them. And he had to wrestle against, uh, against girls, I guess, at that time. I got to tell you, man, some of these girls, they are rough and tough and strong. I watch girls pin boys. And so you know that at age 10, 11, and 12, it hasn't kicked in yet. But when dudes start to get uh, the testosterone pumped up in them and they start to grow hair and muscles and other things, there is an undeniable difference. An un I don't care what NCAA studies may or may not exist, according to Professor Kuki. It is undeniable. And I want you to picture in your world right now, if this isn't true, 
Who is that superstar woman athlete that could line up across from any NFL lineman right now? Who is that person? And how would they do? Do you think if we open, and and by the way, the NFL, I don't think has a male only policy. Why aren't we seeing more women in the NFL? And is that the goal here? Is that the end result? We're going to now treat Jackie Robinson. We're going to treat all these people like Jackie Robinson. We're going to integrate all the sports. And there's going to maybe baseball, maybe. But come on, man. Have you seen these dudes? Is that the direction we should be going with sports is to get to true equality? We wipe out all of the distinctions between gender because I'll agree with Professor Kuki on this. As long as we say there's a difference between men and women when it comes to these physical attributes and competition, you are going to have to come up with some plan now that society has said it's okay for you to self-select what gender you want to be. We're going to have to come up with a plan for them. And that plan is either going to be we need to have a long-term solution to the advantage you get from testosterone or we got to create a, a transgender-only league. And by the way, who the hell is going to watch that if that happens? How popular is that going to be? The trans Super Bowl? The trans NCAA? What? I mean, where are we going with this? Is this the – I got to get Professor Kuki on because she doesn't come right out and say it, but that is the gist of her piece right here is to come out and say that. Major professional sports leagues like MLB and the NFL resisted racially integrating their players' rosters. But by the way, let's talk about that for just a moment before we get to the phone lines. And they're starting to fill up here. 303-696-1971. Don, everybody else, I'll get to you in just a second. That lack of integration was based on a prejudice born of ignorance about them. Remember what they were saying? Blacks weren't smart enough. They weren't athletic enough. They lacked the stick to it. They couldn't get it done. Those were all misapprehensions based on racial prejudice. And just like when we integrated the military, I think it was under Truman, when we integrated the military, that too was based on a fear of the unknown. And when we integrated them, what we realized was, oh, hell no. They're not dumber than anyone. They're not less athletic than anyone. To the contrary, they are just like everyone else. And that was the whole point of integration. There is no science in the world that will tell you that a dude who switches over to a woman is just like a naturally born or what they call cisgender woman, especially for purposes of competition. This isn't based on a prejudice that's based on an ignorance. This is based on a demonstrated difference. And the fact that this Leah Thomas laid up in the in the 50 meter or 100 meter sprint to lose so that this didn't look like a complete blowout, and I believe that. I got to know. And here's the other thing. If testosterone doesn't matter, why was Leah Thomas ranked in the 400s when she was Mr. Thomas, but number one in the country when she switched over to the to the women's league? If testosterone doesn't matter, how's that? You know what she attributes it to? She says athletic performance is influenced by a number of factors, including hormones, but also coaching and training, psychological makeup of an athlete, access to resources, equipment and other things. Well, on the male Pennsylvania swimmers team, where you presume they had similar coaching and resources and all those things, Thomas was not a national champion at anything. Ranked in the 400s is something I saw online. But as a woman, Leah Thomas is number one. I got to ask Professor, how do you explain that? Are the men better coached? Do they have better resources, better trained? My guess is she's going to say that has to be it. Hormones play just such a teeny tiny small. Give me a break. But I'm interested in hearing, is this the direction we should go? 303-696-1971. Don, you're on 710 KNUS. Don, what do you think? 
Well, the good news is is that you still have the the masculine leaning women like a Katie Draybot that beat her. I'll I'll put that out of the way first. And second, when you in your commentary, you're just showing once again man's attempt at trying to get power and then find the weaker links and then bully them. You know whether it's the blacks or the white. Give me guy a, give me an example. Of what you mean? If you're being sarcastic, tell me that. If you're not, tell me what you mean. I'm not being sarcastic. You were talking about you know the integration. We we were talking. You were talking about blacks, and they were they were once people that we bullied as human beings. That's all I'm saying. But as far as the issue of uh, transgenderism, what they're trying to do is to abolish gender altogether. And we don't see each other as male and female. And some of these feminists want that abolishment because they think women will never be, will always be under the thumb of some man. And they're forced to submit, you know, especially if you believe the Bible and uh, what what the roles in the family are. And they want to go and they want to destroy that, too. They are so passionate about those things do you see leah thomas as jackie robinson no way and his name was william thompson oh thomas yeah 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 it was and billy by thomas way, and by the way sure. he, even certain transgenders who are not part of the rainbow jihad as i and steve dace like to call them do not support this even bruce jenner or caitlin jenner he he she has come out against what has happened and you know Here's another thing to think about. When you tell someone like William Thomas that you swim like a girl, I think we need to put that on a shelf because you know what? He might have been told that and says, okay, I know what I can do. I, 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 you see what has happened. And, Don, what I struggle with here is the the idea that we're going to move, if, if Professor Kuki is right about where this should go, we're going to move towards a unisex or unisexes, my gosh. Um, that is the goal. That is the goal. Competition. And I mean competition in terms of all men and women compete. Isn't this so anti-woman? Wasn't the entire point of Title IX was to say that women get cheated out of the opportunity to compete because we have these men-only leagues? How different will it be for girls and women if what we say is, I'm sorry, we can't have a girls' soccer league, we can't have a women's swim team, we just have to have the swim team. Good luck. How many women do you think will be represented on the playing field or in our swimming lanes? It's like that one movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. It's folding upon itself. Inception. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's it's folding upon itself. Yeah, I, Don. And, I, and, and 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 here's the thing. You know, these feminists. I mean, especially like the Madame Popos and all that. They were not interested in swimming or basketball or careers. All they were interested was in starting the sexual revolution. And this is what it's tied into. I'd be interested to hear from the WNBA. Do they want to have their league eradicated and just have a single, you know, uh, co-ed yes, or co-eds NBA? And how many of them would be on the court if that were true? Well, the, yes, they do. Just like uh, the scientist trying to convince Bugs Bunny that he wants to be a chicken. Yeah, that, that's a great point. Don, thank you for that. 303-696-1971. Don's got us started on this conversation. We've had some other calls come in. I, I'd like to hear from you about this because if we go, if, if you're a woman out there too and you competed in high school or college or, or even club sports, if we move to a single co-ed model where there are no men's leagues, there are no women's league, everybody is free to compete, what is your sense of the opportunities for women on the field, on our courts, 
in our swim lanes. What is your sense of this? Uh, and then, of course, if you have thoughts, too, on Katanji Brown-Jackson, her comment on whether or not she can define what a woman is, and she can't because she's a lawyer, damn it, not a biologist. Let's go to Chuck. You're on 710 KNUS. Chuck, what do you think? Uh, morning, George. Um, listen, when she's, when this uh, woman can't explain or seem to remember exactly what the Dred Scott decision was about, uh, in my mind, that's an automatic disqualifier. Now tell tell me about what she said. I didn't play that clip, and I didn't hear her talk about that. Uh, she just said that um, she couldn't quite remember uh, what the decision was about. I said, are you kidding me? Uh, in a, even like in American, uh, that first semester American history, uh, that's going over like in uh, detail. Do you mean to tell me like in law school that that wasn't covered? I'm just not buying that. And I'll tell you another thing, too. Okay, so she won't uh, provide her uh, LSAT scores. Now, um, you see, my son was chief uh, medical officer, like for a, a Midwestern state, and he had this, this background check that you had to fill out. It took about two weeks to fill out. I mean, they wanted every minute detail of your life. I mean, um, especially like when it comes to transcripts and scores and everything else. I did not um, I, realize she had said no. I won't. I won't give up my LSATs. Why? Why wouldn't she do that? Well, maybe she's. Maybe it was an affirmative action uh, selection back in Harvard. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, but, that may... she, but she made it through. I mean, who cares? I, I mean, it, it seems to me at this point when we're about to bestow on somebody one of the highest paid government jobs out there forever, and they're taking on this role, transparency ought to be the the rule of the day. And we're not asking her to give up her DNA for God's sake. We're asking her to give up something that's directly related to the education she had that provided the, the foundation for everything that she's done afterwards. So what? I'd be happy to turn over my LSAT scores. But she got through Harvard. Even if she was affirmative action in there, who cares? She got through it, right? I mean, they don't do coloring books at Harvard, which many people call CU Boston. But anyway, go ahead. No, but I mean, uh, surely in the background check, um, you had to provide uh, all those things. What if it was... Um uh college transcripts i mean uh and so tucker carlson had uh, gone over this and i was just uh thumbing through the uh the pages of the um uh, of the newspaper stories every one of them uh mentioned racist 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 you know i'm saying story after story uh what's racist about asking for your uh for your background because when you ask a person who is a minority, it is racist. You cannot question a minority who is nominated for any position in government. I don't know if you ever read that rule, but it exists. White people, you can go ahead and attack them based on things that they may or may not have done in college decades ago. But if you ask any substantive questions about education, intellect, or experience of any minority, you are a racist. That's just the rule. Now, uh, what they failed to mention is um, back when Janice Rogers Brown, who was the first um, black woman nominated to the Supreme Court, was brought forth. You know, uh, Biden filibustered her twice. Um, that, oh, I didn't uh, know she that. Not be put, yeah, that she not be put forward. Uh, see, yeah, that's because of the media just doesn't play all this. How long ago uh, was that? that? That was like two, when uh, George W. Bush was president. I think it was like in 2003. Oh, so she was a Republican nominee? Yeah, that's it. You've answered right. your own question. Yeah. Right. Now, see, uh, I'll tell you something else, too. She used to be a big liberal. And I'll tell you what the one thing that probably stuck out is uh, she did not believe in affirmative action. Who? She who's was, she? Uh, who's she? 
Janice Rogers Brown. Okay. Well, yeah, so, I mean, uh, th- that's something that ought to be brought up. In fact, I think uh, Lindsey Graham had uh, had mentioned that, how there's the, the two, um, the double standard. Chuck, it sounds but, uh, like, too, you've listened to her answers and really studied them. I appreciate that. That makes us smarter here. But can I get you to the one, that clip that uh, Billy played for us at the top of the hour, if you heard, where Marsha Blackburn clearly reading from a series of questions she had nothing to do with. But she's asking her questions about, hey, can you define what a woman is? And she says, no, I can't. I'm not a biologist. And then we had that discussion of the Leah Thomas thing. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, that goes with the narrative. She she can't because she already has um, a decision ready. Like if anything uh, comes up, I mean, it's just it's just uh, part of the game. Man, do you but think I, that, I'd like yeah, to know man. where the feminists? I'd like to know where the feminists are, like in this uh, trans. Uh, but but he's such thing. a good question to. because I've had a bunch of texts here on the wall of hate slash love that have asked the same question: Where are the feminist groups on this to defend women? So it has it, that actually proves that that whole movement was uh, was bogus because when it comes when it comes to the liberal or um, the the Marxist philosophy, that overrides everything, right? I need to hear. I want to hear from uh, our women listeners out there. I know there's a ton of them, but but just pick up the phone and call us at three zero three six nine six nineteen seven one and tell me what you're thinking here. And, I, and maybe I'm wrong. And I imagine there are probably some progressives out there who listen just to, for that get to know your enemy kind of thing, or maybe they find some other entertaining value of this. But uh, I'd love for you to call in at three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Tell me what you think about this, Chuck. Great conversation, and thanks for making us smarter on some things I wasn't aware of. Um, but is this the end? of male and women's divisions and sports, WNBA going the way of the Dota. We're going to try to get Professor Kuki, I swear to God, that's her name, Professor Kuki on hopefully tomorrow. But I want to hear from you right now, especially if you're a woman. Is this the right direction to go? Is this how we get to true equality in American sports? George Brock, we're filling in for Pete Boyles. This right here, 710 KNUS.
George Brockler back with you here on 710 KNUS, filling in for Pete till we get away for the break, and then we'll come back filling in for me. We uh, just lost a caller on the Supreme Court nominee. Um, just to reset what we were talking about here, there's really two things going on that touch upon the same issue. We had a great clip that Billy found that was an exchange between Senator uh, Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee and Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson about what a woman is and whether you could define woman. And it was this awkward, tortured series of responses where you can feel an incredibly smart person on the end trying to figure out a way to not answer a question that would put her at odds with the possibility that that parts of society and the law may end up shifting to define a woman as something other than what we all commonly know as a woman. Uh, you know what? Let's do that. Let's before we hit this next break, Billy. Let's play that that clip again. Unbelievable. I, I, I think I think Senator Blackburn should have asked her, can you define dispute? I mean, can you define any of the words you just used in a sentence? And if you can, why not woman? Now, listen, I'm filling in for Pete, which means I got to be like Pete. And that means I blew up our uh, our break schedule. Uh, Steve, everybody else on hold at 303-696-1971. I promise to get you on the air after we hit this other break. But until that time, George Brockler filling in for the great Peter Boyles on here. 710 KNUS.
Long, cool, cis woman here on 710 KNUS. George Brockler filling in for Peter Boyles for the next couple of minutes. I just want to get right to the callers at 303-696-1971. Steve, you're on 710. What do you think, sir? Good morning, George. Good morning. You're doing a nice job. And by the way, if you are a sir, if you identify as something else, you can let us know. No, I identify Steve. Okay. Pronoun is Steve. I'm all me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, I, I, do, I do support the nominee. Tell me why. I think she's – well, she's, she's checked all the boxes of uh, what you do to become a Supreme Court justice. Graduated from Harvard – Okay, if some Tucker and those other people want to hint at affirmative action, she completed that. She clerked for the U.S. Supreme Court, on and on. Federal court trial bench, federal court appellate branch, private practice. You know, if you take her solely on paper, she has better qualifications than Thomas, than Amy Comey Barrett, uh, arguably with anybody on the court. And the idea that, oh, my goodness, this is a black woman, it's been 200 years. If, 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 I don't see anything wrong with trying to have a court that somehow looks like America. It looks like America over the best person for the position, regard, like whether it's intellect, performance, experience, independent of any other demographic characteristic? I bet I think she has all those. She, ha- she has all the boxes that white men have been getting nominated to the court or other courts forever. You, and you know that. But, but the, the you, white, you, the white you men know on the bench right now were never picked because they were white men. Like nobody said, I'm going to narrow my search to just white men. Man, listen, Steve, can I continue this conversation with you? You're, you're a great caller. Steve, would you hang on through a quick break? Mm-hmm. George Brockler filling in for Peter Boyles. I'll be back filling in for me after this next break. It's 710 KNUS.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.